What's good? It's Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. And this is not, not another, another damn, damn podcast. Presented by our damn selves. Yourselves. So 211. Like Two. still can. Two. Yeah. Two. <laughs> All my hood drinkers know about that one. <laughs> 211. <laughs> no, no, 211. <laughs> the liquid crack, we call that. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. I was not ready for the 211. That was the last thing I popped in my head. Yeah. <laughs> still a lot of eleven where I worked at Jewel. Because like the people would come in for their late night rush and I had and to I, tell I did, them. I, I did, and I dated my share of hood rats back in the day and they, they love that talk. And, ah, yeah. But I worked in the hood yeah. Jewel, yeah. so... <laughs> So it was a lot of we saw a lot of uh was that uh my two eleven the oldie and, and <laughs> old Magnum, style all of that bullshit yeah <laughs> a lot all of that bullshit or the yeah. old what's the what's the old the one back in the down you know they still make it um <laughs> just hit the corner store you know what they looking for oh, <laughs> that was Point literally liquid crack that's probably right. what killed Nate dog literally was that's what saying eyes I'm sure. Drinking yeah. that, <laughs> right, yeah, that right. was yeah, that stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Moving into the cheap wines, I was going with the malt liquors, but hey, we can throw them all out there. We can throw some cheap wines up against the wall. <laughs> um, cooks. Farm, um, what's all the? <laughs> yeah, we don't go with all of them and shit. White porridge is like, come on, it's like yeah. Arbor mist. <laughs> with all of that bullshit. The cheap stuff. <laughs> well, St. Ives was probably at the top of the list as far as the wax shit. Yeah, I drank some of that. I thought I was. I'm. I'm. I might just be a. Uh, I might be a hologram right now. So I <laughs> back in the day, drinking that shit <laughs> and Your drinking a forty. Like this. <laughs> a forty of that shit. Think about it. Yeah. A forty ounce of that shit is like I'm lucky to still be in this chair. Oh my gosh, <laughs> why? In this chair. <laughs> Just why? Why would you do you that? Dumb shit. You see the commercials with Nate Dog and Biggie and Snoop and, and Biggie, shit. Like, yeah. Biggie dude. All the cool rappers drink it. Oh, rappers drink, drink it. <laughs> and then the rappers, they know they didn't drink that shit. They didn't pay. They don't drink that shit. <laughs> I think Nate might have drank it. That's why he well, maybe, maybe some of them drink it, but. <laughs> A lot of them were just getting checked. A lot of stuff people were just getting checked. So I don't think Snoop or Biggie ever drank that shit. <laughs> maybe, drank maybe I don't know. Maybe he drank Crystal. He always talked about Crystal. Snoop is a weed <laughs> smoker. I don't even know. Yeah, and if he did drink, it was gin and juice. So that's all he he's smoking. Endo sipping on gin and juice. He drank back. Corona. He drank Coronas now because he's in the Corona commercial. Yeah, now Corona. So he went from um Tangeray to Corona. Because Dr. Dre came through with a gang of Tangeray. Tangeray. <laughs> some bubonic chronic and made him choke. <laughs> he had to back up off of it and sit his cup, sit his cup down. Because Tangeray and chronic, he fucked up now. <laughs> now. <laughs> there ain't no stopping. <laughs> Dre brought some bitches from the city of Compton. Compton. <laughs> yeah. The cherry on top in this bitch. I do like his commercial, though, because when he be dancing, the friends, how many of us have them? Friends, and he's like giving Corona to everybody on the beach. And he's like, you know how Snoop got his little, you know how he got his smooth. He's also so hanging like, out with um Jaleel White with that purple Urkel. <laughs> I see Jaleel White lean back into it. He said he don't want to ever be caught Urkel again until that money started rolling. He's trying to sell weed, man. <laughs> he's trying to sell weed. <laughs> yeah, he's a weed, man. He's trying to sell and then weed. We got this, he said, hmm, how can, I, how can I market this weed now? <laughs> 
Purple Urkel, yeah. I thought you were never going to do that character. We trying to sell weed. Fuck all that. Because <laughs> I couldn't believe that's okay. Oh, he done the Urkel thing for the, the weed thing, but... He did say, yeah, you know what? I will never play that character again. He did say that years ago. Yeah, but, and then he even said one time that he even said that he said if I want to do Urkel, he said put a bullet in my head. Like he was so serious. Like I'm never doing that again. But get the guns ready and shit. But <laughs> hey, but <laughs> I ain't even mad. Like I said, the weed business is big, so people are, you know, yeah, about it's legalized or either you legalized or decriminalized in like over half the states. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We see the dispensaries in Illinois. <laughs> I know. South, uh, over east on commercial. Over east. <laughs> Couple over east. Because I'm driving, like, there's a dispensary right there. There's a vape. There's a this, there's a that. You want to know on Commercial Avenue. Yeah. Didn't make it into my video with the um the George Floyd looting. Yeah, because I didn't go down that far. But you I didn't go down that I far. Know that, yeah, but here's what's funny about that. Like, they probably got hit so much, they had to put a sign on the door. It's like, um, Hey, there's nothing left. Stop breaking we in. We ain't got nothing. <laughs> like, Stop breaking in here. You know, with the weed, yeah, you know, like everybody going to try. That's probably the first place they hit. Yeah. You know, our, clink, our clink, clink. weed. It's like, yeah. So they had to say, Stop, stop breaking in. There's nothing left. So at this point, where are you stealing light bulbs out the sockets? Like, because it, it was nothing in there. It's like, you got to stealing light bulbs. Yeah, it sure was gone like an hour after, like, the whenever. I'm the, sure. It was like within that hour. That within all that, that hour, it was gone. It was probably cleaned out within an hour, I'm sure. Within an hour, I'm like, sure. Two, three days later, and y'all still breaking in. Still breaking like, in. There's nothing left. Stop breaking in. Stop breaking <laughs> Keep in. Keep it 100. <laughs> yeah. Just stop. Mm-hmm. But. So we're talking about legends. We mentioned Snoop and Nate and Biggie and legends. Like, um, and legends we lost. Like, rest in peace to the legendary Clarence Williams III. Yes. He played Francis L. in Purple Rain. That's what we most know him for, Prince's father. Dude, I keep the lights on. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I most know him from. Like, because our mom, she know him. He played Link Hayes. On Link on my squad. Yeah, the yeah. Boomers era, know him more from that, but. Our generation mm-hmm. pretty much discovered him in that movie. Yeah, he was Princess Daddy in Purple Rain. <laughs> so that's Link. Like when she first saw Purple Rain, like, yeah, because yeah, she was like, "That's Link." We were like, "Who?" We were like, "Who? Who is Link?" Uh, Princess Daddy, <laughs> better also from the Francis L. <laughs> Francis L. That's Francis L. That sheet music with a signature. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. like when um when Prince was tearing the sheet music up. Mm-hmm. He said, "Does ever never get married?" And he told him never get married. He played yeah. the acoustic version of Computer Blue. Played Prince did the rock version later, but the yeah. piano he was playing that's the acoustic, the acoustic version. version. That Francis L was playing. He was the only real actor in Purple Rain. Yeah, club owner. Shout out. I'm gonna write that when I remember myself this first time I met Billy Sparks. I'm telling that story. Billy Sparks. <laughs> yeah, he's actually he was had he's literally a club owner. Yeah, the actual club owner. He put him in the movie, <laughs> and then I ran into him years later. It's like hilarious. Like it's uh, hilarity. It's hilarious. I'll tell that story. I ran to him at Powers. Like <laughs> just hilarious. But, one of my uh one of my favorite ones that Clarence Williams the third did was I liked him as the uh as the funeral director in uh Tales from the Dead. Uh, this ain't no funeral home. Oh welcome to hell, hell. motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Where you'll tell him, oh, yeah, I'm going to give you the shit. I'm going <laughs> to give you the shit. Because he just played that character so well. Just like, For those that don't know Tales me. from the Hood, we're going to talk about movies a little bit later on. Like, and Tales from the Hood did not suck. We're going to talk about yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. It was it basically was. Um, these three um, hood dudes. <laughs> it was um, Alina's cousin. Alina's cousin. Wire. That's the three dudes. <laughs> These three who are dudes. They are Stacy and Joe Tori. That's the three dudes. <laughs> what a trio. <laughs> yeah. What a trio. I was like, a, I was like a joke. You tell me, yeah. So, so I leave so Joe Tori. I leave the wood. Joe Tori walking to a funeral. Walking to a funeral home. I was like a joke. It's the way it's set up. Walking to a funeral home and try to buy weed. It writes itself. It does. They run into this creepy dude who starts telling stories. <laughs> it's kind of like um, it's like a, it's like an episode, of, an old school episode of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. That's what it's like. Yeah. Right. It was like that. that later, like they or, just abandoned that format. But early on, it'd be like it would tell ghost. And that's what tell ghost like, stories, like telling ghost stories or like tales from the crypt. Or tales from the crypt, yeah. Which is like what they did. Ty it was like a play on it because tales, tales from the hood, tales, tales from the crypt. I got so the vibe like from that. that combined with yeah. the old um Treehouse of Horror. That's the vibe I got. Yeah, he's just telling ghost stories, and here's what happened to this guy. Yeah, because yeah, they were walking through the funeral home, and they were looking at the different um Corpses people who have transitioned, who have transitioned. That's what we'll say it that way. And they was looking at everybody. You know, everyone has a story. Like you look, okay, see, this is his story. Mm-hmm. The first story was a guy who was a police officer who um he found out some something that happened to like one of his uh, people that he looked up to was like an alderman or something. And that was the guy who was in barbershop. He was um the police officer who arrested Michael Ely in barbershop. And he also was the guy you said. Oh, <laughs> <different words. laughs> thanks for the ride. <laughs> played thanks for the ride in creep show too. A hitchhiker that got ran over and shit. That was him. He um asked Whitley Gilbert what color were her panties. Oh shit. yeah he sexually harassed Whitley <laughs> Gilbert. He's been around a lot that guy. <laughs> He played um he played Mr. Oregon on Seinfeld, which is George's um one of George's um bosses on Seinfeld. Yeah, he said he was Jesse's brother on all my children. Yeah, he said that. Uh, what's Jesse doing right now? That's the thing. <laughs> but, then, but then so like he like they like he was a guy who was obviously trying to take down stuff and corruption. I think that the, the argument was trying to take down corruption in the police force so or whatever. Make a long story short on that the, um, the cops kill him and shit. The cops killed him and then they made it look like he was like, like he was a drug addict or something. Like he was a drug addict, right. So then of course his name is Smudge because, you know, you die as a crackhead basically. So now it's like all your good work, you know, but the other police officer knew the whole truth, the black police officer. So then he then avenges. The guy, he comes back. He's a, he's a ghost again. That's a ghost, and he avenges him. He avenges his death and all of that shit. And at the end, he goes crazy because uh, when he like when he like uh, has the ghost to uh, get his revenge to kill the cops and do all that, and then he's like, "Yeah, I got you, my brother." And then he's like, "Where were you when I needed you when I was alive?" You know, and he was like, and then the guy went crazy, and then that's what happened to him. How he died, he went yeah. crazy. Second story was like really insane. Like let's describe this one. <laughs> You got um the little the little kid from Soul Food. You got Rusty Cundy from Rusty Cundy <laughs> and slash, slash School Days. You have um Paula J. Parker. Parker. You have um David Allen Greer. David Allen <laughs> <Greer>. <laughs> this movie had a cast. It's like, like anybody that has a who's who of the nineties in this movie. And it was a, Rusty Cundy was a teacher. He was Brandon uh, Hammond's teacher. And he was Brandon the Hammond, dude from um Sprung basically. From Sprung. And the one who's well, saying Russell Kelly and Joe Torrey and Paula J. Park. Tisha Campbell's the only sprung member not in this movie. Oh wow, yeah. 
<laughs> now that I think about it. Now you just said that. The Campbell should have been in um, Tales from the Hood. Now that he should have. <laughs> so then uh, he was his teacher. And as a teacher, he noticed that um, the boy was like, you know, coming to school with bruises. He was like, okay, so somebody's abusing He's this like, boy. like, doing this? The monster. But as a teacher, you do intervene as a teacher. If you see a child, if you suspect the child is being abused, you got to check it out. And then he just kept on saying, the monster beats me, the monster. monster. It sounds like he's making it up. You know, it's like he's making monster. up. Yeah. He said, the monster. Mm-hmm. And then when it came to, when the teacher came to the house and when he met like his mother and his stepfather, everything seemed normal. Like, you know, he seemed like a loving couple, loving house and everything. Which was David Allen Greer and Paula J. Parker. Yeah. And then he was just confused. So then when he left and then it was revealed that the monster was his stepfather, David Allen yeah. Greer. So he was the monster. Yeah. They beat the shit out of him and his mother and all of that shit. And Rusty uh-huh. Cundiff gets his ass whipped. Yeah. And then, and then no, the boy uh drew a picture like a voodoo doll. Yeah, of the he, monster. Yeah. And then when he like up, yeah. follows the paper, then Dave Alexander breaks like his all body. Every, every bone down. in his body breaks. He crumbles a picture up. Yeah. And then yeah, he, so like, when he like folded right. that and then his arm like snapped back like that. It was like, ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, so then he dies like that. Then the third third grade, which is my my favorite. favorite. My favorite one is the third one. Is a dude, he was a knockoff David Duke. For those that don't know, he was a former Klansman that ran for president. Grand Wizard, the KKK. Back during that era in the 90s, during that time. Right. He was a Mm -hmm. former Klansman who actually ran for president. Right. And um, the guy was based on him. Like his name sounded similar to David Duke. I don't remember the character's name, but but you could obviously tell that what they were doing. What they were doing. You could obviously tell. And like one house, some kind of like slave plantation that he lived. Yeah, his on. house was on a slave plantation. plantation. Yeah. Antebellum South. It looked like it was a very much the Antebellum South, very much. Yeah. So um creepy portrait of um of some old slave lady. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember why he has the portrait on, on the wall. Yeah, she has all these dolls. And the dolls are in the picture with her, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um basically, and the, yeah. The and dolls. the myth is that um so many slaves died at that house and like basically that their their ghosts are still there and it's like and stop fucking with you know how black people we are black people are with spirits don't fuck with the dead we always say don't mess with these spirits because you come up in this house they're like you gonna get yours like and then one lady was young that's, black why, that's why to this day house. i will never do the candy man challenge i'm not doing that she was like don't mess with spirits like do not mess with <laughs> Certain these spirits shit i just don't want to do and shit I, mm-hmm. I, to this day it's like it's spirits in that house and they're going to get you. And then, you know, he just kind of shrugged it off or whatever. And then the dolls, they came to life, the little voodoo dolls. Like they were like little, like little creepy dolls. Yeah, and they the came to life. They come to life and um, and he's assaulting them. Like he shoots one with a shotgun. So it's like, it's just, but um, they're, yeah, they're spirits. So you can't kill a fucking spirit. Right. <laughs> they just keep, hey, basically, I think, didn't they eat them alive? I think that's how they did. They, like one by one, they came out the picture because it was like a whole, like that's a lot of them. And then, yeah, just like the picture is blank. It's like, the so all is blank because everything came out, <laughs> including the old lady. Like, yeah. Including like, the old lady. Everybody's she, out the picture. Like, uh, the, the voodoo master over the doll. She's like, yeah, because yeah, she's like in a rocking chair. Yeah, and then um, they <laughs> come in there and they, uh, they, yeah, they basically gnaw him to death. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's what happens to him. He says, "I'm gonna get all you, you little nigglets." He said, "I'm gonna kill you all, you little, yeah, you little nigglets." That's what he says. Yeah, the movie. <laughs> fourth and story. then, yeah, we we rambling now, but fourth right. story and shit. And is then the fourth story, right? It's a. Uh, Rest in peace, Lamont Bitley. Rest in peace, uh, Rosalind Cash. Hakeem from um, 
What the Moesha. fuck? Moesha. Moesha, yeah. And Rosalind Cash, you know her from many stuff. Things. Yeah. <laughs> Too many she things. Was in, said 70s and 80s, she was huge. Yeah, she was around in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. yeah. And like, this was her last role. Like, this came like mid 90s, I want to say. So that, mm-hmm. probably, that was her last role. She played um, one of the teens on Different World, which you might best know her from. Yeah, yeah she was a Dean on Different World. Yeah. When they mm-hmm. walked out um over Dwayne's radio show getting canceled, she's the Dean's office that they took over. Yeah, it's like it was mm-hmm. probably Cash's office. But that's it. And then this story was, um, she was like a psychiatrist or something. And Lamont Bitley's character was a person who was serving time because he was a gang member and like he killed people or whatever. So then part of uh, his rehabilitation was, is that they were trying to do like a psychosis thing on him or something. Mm-hmm. And then basically like when he was like spinning around or whatever on the thing or whatever on the table, he basically saw all the people that he had killed over his life. So. And then, but that actually turned out that that was him dreaming. And then the big reveal was how he died was the three goons that were in the uh, in the they funeral home earlier. They were the ones who killed him. You see three shadows are the ones that shoot him in that story. But then, like, they reveal that they, they peel the shadows back. It's Joe Torrey, uh, Mylena's cousin, and Stacy from the woods. Stacy, yeah. <laughs> so it's them. And then they think that they think that um, the funeral directors on them. They're like, uh, well, how do you know about their like, uh, you know, that last story? You shouldn't even know because you know, you know. So now they're kind of on edge, like they now were, they like, they, yeah, like, um, okay, what do you know? They think he's like gonna snitch on them and all, like, what do you? Because they were in on there thinking that he was going to give them the shit, which is drugs. But now they so like, like ready to like, yeah, give us the yeah. shit, or we gonna fuck you up. They now they threatening him because like they think right. he knows too much. He said, okay, like the shit is in the coffins. Hey, open the box. <laughs> open the coffins. The shit is. And in. when they open the coffins, they see themselves lying yeah. in the coffin. Each one opens each coffin. They see their own deceased body yeah, in the coffin. Body. They're like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Going on. That's what he does, the big line I just did. Yeah. This ain't yeah. no funeral home. Uh, well, he tells him that, okay, when you got after you guys killed this guy, some people came and they killed you, and you just didn't know you were dead. Like you got killed, and you basically some sixth sense type shit. You're like, you're dead, you don't know you're dead. Like, you just been walking now, around, you and they, 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 and they've been in hell the whole time. That's the big and they big were thing. in hell, right? The funeral that, home was hell. Hell, yeah. <laughs> what, mm-hmm. That's what it was. The whole and then Claire's with the third reveals that he's the devil, and then he turns into the devil he at turns the end. Into Satan, yeah, and then that's yeah. <laughs> And that was like the big reveal. That was like the huge reveal. And like, because we didn't have spoilers like that in the nineties, we didn't have social media. So like, the only time people could ruin it is like, you know, if you go back to school and then people are, like, yeah, did you see Tales of the Hood? And then they start or, talking. Or unless you still, if you're coming out like Homer in the sense that you spoil it for everybody in line. Man, I can't believe that Claire Swift the third was the devil. Yeah, he was the <laughs> devil, and the three homies were dead the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Ruin in the movie, but I love that role, and then I, I like love the his role. Also, when everybody hates Chris, yeah, that's what I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, when um, when you no, know, because like uh, the um, because Chris's right. family they owned the building, yeah, mm-hmm. so they had a vacant apartment upstairs, and they like you know like which is a good thing that make a little a little extra mm-hmm. income, income yeah, property, yeah, now, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what they did. They they were trying to find a tenant, but then there's a bunch of crap. Everybody asking like you take food stamps and like that was the thing. It's a bunch of losers. So then this dude, he comes, he pays like what six months in six advance. Six months in advance, yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. And so Julius doesn't even worry about his um doing a background check. He's like, but he's no, very ominous. Yeah. yeah, he's very ominous and Rochelle very is like, are you sure about this dude? And dude's like, Yeah, you see this money? Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> about money. it. He's like, Yeah, <laughs> he just gave me six months up front, but then he's very mysterious and very strange and just very guarded, and it's like mm-hmm. 
my business is mine. Like he's just real, just creepy. And then finally, yeah, they, they, he, he changed locks. It's like Jules. Like, I don't remember putting no this lock. It's extra lock. Like, so he added locks to the door. So that like, you're like, so now you got locks that the landlord doesn't even have keys to. And shit. Have keys he added to his exactly. own locks to the door. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> right. He was a damn creep. So Julius was like, wait a minute. Yeah, this this wouldn't have this many locks on him before. And he just he kept <laughs> on. Julius just kept on focusing on the money. True to Julius. And then finally, Rochelle got him to be like, okay. I kept no. saying he was from um, from Philly. <laughs> and she was like, really, just really, Rochelle was like, this dude is not from Philly. He's not from Philly. About this Patty LaBelle, you from Philly. He ain't say nothing about Patty. That's what she went with. <laughs> that dude is not from Philly. He's like, not from Philly. You <laughs> mentioned Patty LaBelle. Who <laughs> from Philly don't talk about Patty LaBelle? And the funniest thing, the line when she said, you got to get your spooky ass out of here. She's on there. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, the raided at the end of the episode. Like, is after um Julius agrees to kick him out, give him his money back, which you right. know, you know Julius's character because that was the hardest thing he had to that do. That was the hardest thing giving that money up. Yeah. back. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so, and then when they like come when they're coming down the stairs, then the SWAT team grabs or she covers her mouth and they're like, they and then they like we're upstairs, the SWAT team we're upstairs. <laughs> But basically, they could have kept the money because the SWAT team was going to arrest the guy anyway. So, so they gave the money back for nothing. Back then. <laughs> they had just waited like another like 10, 15 minutes. The SWAT team would have took care of it for him. And they would have still had the they money. Had so, the money. And they just waited a little bit longer. <laughs> a little bit longer. Read it like they could have kept the money. And That's got why it. as a and landlord. got that guy out of there. It would have both it took care of itself. As a landlord, do your background checks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't stress that though. Finally, a later, like Mr. Omar ended up moving, uh, aka Raj, and was Raj. ended up getting an apartment, and that's the tenant that stayed in there through the rest of the show. And he was a funeral director. It all ties together. We ain't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he was a funeral. But rest in peace to the legend. He was what eighty one. I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. So rest in peace to. Yeah, the I legend. think colon cancer. I forget what he is. Yeah, because he hadn't been like um on the scene. Like I mean, he hasn't been active in years with like acting. I feel like his last role may have been like. Might have been like right earlier two thousands, yeah. Might have been when he around that time when he did the episode. Like within like the last ten years, I don't think that he's really done much within the last ten years. So, yeah, but we're definitely gonna miss his only the way that he can with the with the you know how he can do that type of stuff. He also played he played Samson and Half Baked, like the um, yeah, the weed I man. We said the weed man. We talked about Mr. Nice Earth. Guy. With Samson, <laughs> he played. That. They were missing the nice guy, um, Dave Chappelle and them. Dave Chappelle and his boy, and um, and um, his Scarface. <laughs> and Brian. <laughs> yeah, I liked him when uh, he was like, um, when he uh, <laughs> when he was like, what part of Jamaica? <laughs> right near the beach. <laughs> But yeah, we definitely our bodyguards and just feel like let's beat these bitches asses. Yeah, <laughs> he had the, he had the yeah, all female bodyguards. So he so did he set the tone for uh Black Panther because Black Panther had all black had all women guards and yeah, yeah, yeah. too. So did he like set that tone? Did he set that tone. Maybe <laughs> maybe he set the tone for that. Playing T'Challa, that'd have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, man. <laughs> oh my god. That just made me laugh out loud. He man, could play the bird should have been his T'Challa. He should have played his daddy. He should have played his daddy in Civil War. Yeah. He should have been uh, T'Challa's daddy. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, he should have been. <laughs> should have been, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in Captain America Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
Rest in peace to that legend as we shift gears to a little NBA talk. Let's do it. Yeah. NBA talk. Um, the season on um, regular season awards have come out. Yes. We're going to mm-hmm. break those down. Congratulations. First of all, going out to Knicks coach, former Bulls coach, Tom Thibodeau, coach of the year. <laughs> hey, much, much, much deserved. Two time coach of the year now. Yeah, because he won. The Knicks were horrible. And then and that shows. That shows the um that shows what a good coach can do. You come in on a team that wasn't that good, and now they're a playoff team. And think about it; like he, they didn't make any real changes. Only they change didn't. They got Derrick Rose. That's it. Like he's the exact mm-hmm. same team. Like Rose is the only player that they added. But like um twenty twenty, they were one of the worst teams in the league. Twenty twenty one, they're a playoff team. Yeah, a playoff team. Yeah, because you added Tibbs. And like the only trade they made, they traded Dennis Smith Jr. for Derrick Rose. That's the Derrick only Rose, and that was it. Was pretty much the exact same team from mm-hmm. last season that was so bad. That's like, but Tibbs, like we always go back. Tibbs was a guy who had Ronnie Brewer and uh, CJ Watson playing like they were all stars. Like he was Nate Robinson, man. <laughs> Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson like... looked like MV. He looked like Russell Westbrook out there like, <laughs> that year with the Bulls. And when that dude was a one year with the Bulls, <laughs> when they uh, played Brooklyn in the playoffs, yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Nate Robinson. That triple like, overtime, yep, when they played Brooklyn. Boy, he was yep. getting knocked out by Jake Paul. Yeah, them looking amazing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but that's that's what Tibbs does. Tibbs knows how to wield his guys to win. He yeah, does. Like, he knows. I don't know what he hit a, hit a shot over LeBron. <laughs> like, like, he talked shit. He was like. A third string. You're like, John. that's why he's the third. It's not because he's like John Luke's the third. <laughs> the third string third point guard. <laughs> behind Rose and C.J. Watson. That's why he right. called John Luke's the third. Had nothing to do with his, his father and his grandfather being named John Lucas. <laughs> John Luke's the third string, string, string like point guard. That's what that parentheses. John Lucas the third string point guard. But the fact that he can just will those guys just, I don't know what type of pep talks he gives to them, but I mean, Tiz, maybe he should be a motivational speaker. Maybe I should be his side hustle because Whatever he does, like he he gets people to boo, he gets people to win, he gets people to play. This we're on the Knicks. Shout out Julius Randle, most Julius improved Randall. player. Shout out, mm-hmm. yeah. so, Much yeah. deserved. Well deserved. Yeah, he's um first time All Star, made his first All Star team this year. Mm-hmm. So that's a good look right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we already mentioned Jordan Clarkson um from the Jazz getting six man, which I wish Rose would have got, but I guess they said the Knicks yeah. got enough for it, so uh, Rose didn't get it. I wanted Rose. Ooh. Rose was robbed. He was robbed. <laughs> Clarkson got it. Yeah. It would be nice to see Rose. Jazz are kicking ass right now. Yeah, they, they are. are looking. They looking. Um, the Jazz is. It might be their best shot of getting to the finals since um since the Stockton Malone era. It's like it's their best mm-hmm. shot of like yeah getting there. Right now, what about, gonna, them, what about them sons though? We're gonna break that all that down. I want to get the sons. Those, it's uh, burning. We'll <laughs> the sons is hot. Yeah, yeah. Our defensive player of the year, speaking of the Jazz, Rudy Gobert, his Rudy third, Gobert. right? He had three out of four. Third, yeah. Mm-hmm, three out of four. Trump said Ben Simmons was robbed. I'm kind of in that boat. Yeah, I think Simmons should have got it, but I'm not mad at Rudy. Like, he's like, um, he's RSTLNE when it comes to this. Well, the, he's like, like the. He's, he's the, the standard. standard. Like, when him winning defensive players, like, it makes sense, yeah. It's basically like, okay, like, if you know, if you go to the Oscars, Meryl Streep, if she's nominated, okay, if Meryl Streep wins the Oscars, it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. He's Meryl Streep. Like, That's okay. what he is. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Okay. He's Meryl Streep. So Street. you wanted somebody else to win. It's like mm, I'm not mad though. Rudy mm-hmm. wins. Yeah. It's like when um Ben Wallace was winning all those defensive yeah. back in the uh, the the the, the, two, the 2000s, the early 2000s. Right. It's like the same thing. Like he's like, stuff is just standard. Wallace, but... 
I think Wally deserved. Happy that he got it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then um the big one, MVP, MVP, Joker, Nikola Joker. Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. Jokers is wild. <laughs> Joker MVP. And he Joker. becomes the um the lowest drafted player ever to win that award. The MVP, wow. He was a mid-second round, not mid-first round. He went like 44, mid-first round. Mid-second I think he round. went like 44 or 45, something like that in his year. Mm-hmm. Crazy. It's like so all these people got drafted before Joker. That 2014 oh, yeah. draft was interesting. I'm gonna pull that up. That was supposed to be like the most stacked draft in history, but um, we're gonna break it down and see was it really that stacked? <laughs> we had Zach Levine though, yay. All right, we're going to talk about like Zach, Zach is one of the better players. I think he was like 13 in that draft. So we have one of those players on our yeah, team. Yeah, we got Zach. Yay, Zach Levine. One of Yay. the better players. I'm going to break it down. <laughs> it's like, um, at the time, I remember this draft was so hyped because the Bulls had two picks in it that year. I remember. That's why mm. I remember it. Because, like, the um, they had that Charlotte pick from years earlier that they was hung that the on. Was that the Dub McDermott thing? Was that the Dub McDermott year? Like I said, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't that the Dub McDermott year? <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll go over some of the um top picks and then some of the notable picks after that. Number one pick, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Not he's, terrible, he's but cool. eh. I say he's cool. He's, he's, he's cool. He's, he's cool. the Golden State now, so he's um he's kind of getting his career back on track. He's playing, he's playing some work in over there. I still say he's cool. He's cool. Number two, Chicago's own Jabari Parker, who's supposed to be the next Carmelo, but it didn't quite pan out. He's yeah. still around, but um, barely hanging. Yeah, he's in Boston. Yeah, he's in Boston. So yeah, he's still in the NBA, yeah. but he's he's. It seems like he's hanging on to his career by a thread at this point. I hope mm-hmm. um, I hope he sticks around because I root for the Chicago Cats. Yeah, I root for him. Yeah, like, just like clinging to his career right now. I root for Jabari. Yeah. Now, number three. Now we talking. Yeah, Joel Embiid, who some say should have won Joel it. Embiid. Yeah, that's another conversation right there. Yeah. <laughs> Number four, Aaron Gordon, another. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but he's still putting in work playing in Denver. Well in Denver. So playing, well playing in work in Denver. Mm-hmm. And he can dunk too. So yeah. <laughs> yep. Him and Zach were like the. He was no, the other light skin guy that dunked. Legendary dunk contest. Yeah. Him and Zach. So he was the other light skin guy, the other one. I'm glad the, <laughs> the, the right light skin guy won. I want Zach to win. Uh, <laughs> Zach. The other light skin dude. Yeah. <laughs> Number five. Okay. Now Dante Exum. Garbage. <laughs> Number six, Marcus Smart. Solid. Yeah. Solid pick. He's a dark alley guy, so I call him. <laughs> Number seven is the guy I just mentioned, our um, the most improving player this year, Julius Randle. Yes. Okay. Number eight, nine. Uh, it's a bunch of these, a bunch of bums I'm about to mention now. Number eight is Nick Staustis. Garbage. Number nine, Noah Vonley. Kind of garbage. <laughs> I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> Number 10, Alfred Payton. Yeah. Was that the one who had the weekend hair? Yeah, he's with the one time. Guy. Yeah, he had the weekend hair at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number 11, your guy, Doug McDermott, who the Bulls traded two picks for. To they get traded up for him. Up for him. Yeah, Bulls had the, um, originally had the 16th and the 19th pick. And they could have got better players, like especially like we know that Joker is one of these players. But <laughs> we talk about that a lot of a lot of teams passed on him, so I won't be that. See my face. But the Bulls could have had Zach Levine back then because he was taking thirteen. So right. the Bulls could have had Levine then if they had moved up to take him instead of McDermott. That attack, yeah. 
Dario Sarwich is 12. All right. Yeah. Zach is 13. Yes. Yeah, so like I said, <laughs> it could have moved up to 11 and took Levine there. It's instead Levine. Of, instead of, so then they so they could have had Levine and Butler together, which is like something to think about. <laughs> you wouldn't have had to trade Levine for Butler. You could have had both. Like, you could have both. As you like not made this Doug McDermott trade. <laughs> okay, TJ Warren, Adrian Payne is a bomb. TJ is a bomb. Which is the guy Denver originally thought was going to be that center of the future. But yeah, then they saw this guy they drafted way later. It turned out to be that real center of the future. Because like Nurkic and Gary Harris were the two guys that they traded. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Could have had both guys, but they wanted they so wanted they wanted to do the Dougie. They wanted they wanted, the they wanted Doug McDermott. They wanted to do the Dougie. Yeah, they wanted Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> so they just had to have him. They said we'll give up two picks. Like and said it could have been Gary Harris and Yusuf Nurkic or any of these other guys that came after them. It's like it was other player, Clint Capello. They could have had him. It's like yeah, Capello. Guys, you could have had like over Doug McDermott. It's like it's like a tons of ton of guys they could have taken. Capello was twenty fifth. I'm just looking at some of the picks that came later. And then Joe Harris was thirty third in the second round of sharpshooter in Brooklyn right yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like I say, Jokic, 41st. So, yeah, he's a 41st pick in his draft. <laughs> it means, um, that means all 30 teams passed on him. And then t- other t- 10 teams passed and on him twice. Passed on, passed on him twice. Twice. <laughs> I mean, 10, 10, 10 of the teams, 10 of the 30 passed on him twice. All 30 passed on him. And 10 of the 30 passed on him twice. The current MVP. So, it's crazy how um, shit pans out. Spencer Dinwiddie went 38 in this draft. Like Jeremy Grant went 39. It was some good picks later. Yeah, it was some good players here. They had quality players. It was a deep draft, yeah. So it turned out that the draft was good, just not what you thought it was going to be. It right. Was be Wiggins and Jabari and those guys. It turns out like Jokic and Dinwiddie and Grant, like later in the people draft. Like that Wiggins, later in the draft made yeah. noise. Yeah. The layer people made more noise in the top better, in the better, top picks, basically. Mean and like, yeah, like guys drafted later, like turned out to be better than the guys with the exception of Embiid, like drafted at the top. Like in yeah, yeah. the top that really panned out. And he was the one that everybody looked at because he sat out two years with injury. And that's mm-hmm. because Philly was tanking. Like, yeah, he probably was injured, but he wasn't as injured as like Trust the process. Like, he said, um, just just chill out. Yeah. Trust <laughs> the process. Try to get a couple more lottery picks and then which and one of them turned out to be Simmons. So he said, just sit out a couple seasons. We got you. <laughs> so <laughs> Simmons who admitted the NCAA is a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Simmons said, I just hey, always man. go back to that. I ain't go to class. He I ain't go to class at all. Lottery, my second semester. I did after. After you get past that Thanksgiving break, yeah, never, never to go to class again. Because <laughs> you, you get on academic probation in the spring, who cares? Like I'm entering right. the draft in June. It's like, yeah, don't care if you kick me out of this school in May. Like who gives a fuck? Like, like, I'm rich, bitch. Why <laughs> <laughs> like did he go to the draft? He got drafted number one overall. It's like, he's like, instead of Ashley Larry, that. <laughs> They have Nike or Puma or Adidas, whoever's waiting right there, like, here, sign this contract for your deal. Write this way. They have that contract for you. Yeah. I'm going to pull these brackets up. We're going to break down what's going on playoff-wise as soon as I find my damn NBA after check. Had to find this bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, playoffs are starting to feel... And I guess, like, because um, we're actually seeing people in the stands now. So now it's actually starting to feel like... Because you're you're out of the fucking bubble. (laughs) That shit, yeah. 
It lasts. It's starting to feel like basketball now because of that bubble. Yeah, it was weird. But mm-hmm. I get you had to do what you had to do because of COVID. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you have the digital fans on the screen, like <laughs> wasn't the same. Looking like looking like two K. That's what it looked like. Right, like 2K, that's what it looked like. <laughs> but now, actually, actually, it, well, some fans, I said these idiots are like throwing shit at players, like stupid ass people. Models at Kyrie Irving. And, this is why, this is why I said, why we can't have nice things. Like, stop. Like, just, I get it. This is the most I can say you should do. Boo, you suck. Boo, that's the most that you can do. But yeah, you're not, fine. you're not. When you that's start throwing fine. shit, you're crossing the line. You're throwing shit or you say something out of pocket to somebody. Like, didn't somebody talk about somebody years ago? Didn't somebody talk about somebody's, like, dying child or something? And Maxwell, his um, stillborn child, his child died, yeah. And, like, that's why he ran out and punched the guy. And, like, at first... As the, he should! The media made him look like the bad guy, you know, the big, scary black man. As but, he should. The white dude. But then, like, the more news started coming out, it's like, when a guy was mine talking about his stillborn child, I'm like, yeah, I would have punched him, too. <laughs> Who talks about a stillborn child? That's that's yeah, This guy's kid, dude's kid died and shit, and you, like, joking about it, yeah. Because that's the hardest loss that you can have. Over a basketball, it's okay, like I said, the boo and be like, you suck. And, like, you yeah. suck, that's normal. That's like, normal, yeah, boo. You suck. Yeah, you suck, and um, yeah, you you'll never get a ring. It's like and like, yeah, or like or like Jordan's better than you. Like that's regular stuff. But, that's uh, normal. But saying that, yeah, yeah, I'm glad your fucking kid died, man. It's like, yeah, that's crossing the line. Come on. Yeah, as he should have died, punch because it's like that's the hardest loss as a parent can have. Like if you think that you're having a child, you carry a child for nine months, and then the child is not alive when they're born. That's the hardest loss that you can have as a parent. So it's like, and it could have been their first child. I don't know that story. Yes, as it should, as as he should have gotten punched. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if I was sitting, if he got like, if he got charges, if I was on that jury, I would have been like, (laughs) up. I would have been like, up. Not guilty. (laughs) I would have not guilty. You had that ass whipping coming. Exactly. Yeah, that ass. Exactly. You don't talk about people's kids. You don't do that. Well, you want to start out west since we were talking about Utah and out west. Denver and all these other teams and Joker and Gobert. Let's start out west. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As we speak right now, um, the Jazz 2-1 lead over the Clippers, like I said. Um Clippers pulled it out last night. I saw it. I watched the game. Uh, they have um yeah, game four. Game four is Monday, yeah. So mm-hmm. Yeah, PG was looking like people was looking like playoff P yesterday. Yeah, playoff P was coming through. Because yeah. <laughs> like, why would you name yourself that name? You pretty much didn't live up to your name. Like, why would you name yourself playoff P? <laughs> but he That's did come through. The series there because um, like Utah is like they've been yeah <laughs> they've been balling all season. So we'll see um, will playoff P rise to the occasion again? Or we'll see what happens. Yeah. That Donovan Mitchell, like that guy, he's the truth. Donovan Mitchell is the truth. He's the truth. Yeah. Taking that next step forward. Yeah. He's the truth. Donovan Mitchell ain't. In the other West bracket, well, you'll know um after by the time this um air whether this was a fucking sweep or not. You'll know that. But we um we um the jab uh, the, um, the um not the jab. I mean the um the Suns, the Phoenix Suns, different Nuggets is the bracket. Uh, the Suns are up. Nice. Three nothing. Right? These sons is hot. Up three nothing. As I read this, like I said, game four will have um happened before we finish this. But podcast. you know what happens? Well, no, no, a sweep or if Joker and them like did at least like re- you the MVP. Did you redeem yourself and shit? 
at least don't get swept. I'm saying, I hope, I hope you don't get swept after I just put you over being the second round. And you're playing against Chris Paul. Chris Paul is such a veteran player. He's like, he's ready, but you know how them veteran players are. If they smell that we got a three nothing lead, we going to put them out their misery tonight. We close this. um, We close this tonight. I said the Suns been playing with a whole new chip on their shoulder since they they eliminated LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. They got a whole new confidence now because they've been playing well, but now they look like a team that we can mm-hmm. win it all. We can win the chip. They play. Before that, you didn't really believe it. You thought, well, they play well, but it's only regular season. Like, because like, that's always that happens. That's yeah. why I think, like, you're regular season team. It's only regular season. Like, yeah, we'll see what happens in the play. That's how I looked at Phoenix and Utah, like, for a while. I was like, they look good now, but it's only regular. Let's we'll see how they look. But um, after they beat the Lakers as the defending champs with LeBron and AD, it's like they got a whole new swagger. They are red hot. Like I'm, I'm. Suns haven't made the finals in almost thirty years. Like when um Chuck led them in '93. Uh-huh. That's the last time the Phoenix Suns. So ever. that's what I'm look. That's going to be a like not being funny, but I think that Utah is going to win their series. And I believe, I mean, three nothing. No team has ever come back from three nothing. Yeah. So like, the Suns uh, are going like to win. The Suns would have to completely collapse to like really like not make the yeah, rest. The Suns are going to win their uh, win their series. Like I said, I believe Utah's going to win their series. So. That's going to be a dog fight, Utah versus the Phoenix. That's going to be a dog fight. That yeah, is. Take it to the east, my brother to the east. Go over east. Over east, yeah. <laughs> over Philly east. Atlanta. Philadelphia mm-hmm. is looking badass, even though Atlanta did um redeemed themselves. They took they took a game. Yeah, Trey Young. Shout out to homie Trey Young. Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steph Curry. That was his um NBA um comparison. Comparison to rookies, like when they during the draft, um, show they when they um they they could do the compare NBA comparison. Steph Curry was one, and people laughed at talking those at that time. Steph was like, Yeah, MVP, like MVP, yeah, greatest shooter of all time, and all of that. It was like, Yeah, but now people are seeing like it wasn't such a um, it wasn't such a laughable comparison. Because he got uh, he got some ice water in his veins, he got some ice water. He's he's a uh, he's an assassin. Laughed at that comparison. He's an assassin, he's a he's an assassin, he is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I still say Philly takes that because um, it depends on and because Embiid his um his his it depends on how how his knee holds up and right. he's playing on a bum knee like but we'll see. What but they gonna I believe they gonna win it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the yeah. um most interesting series probably is um Milwaukee and Brooklyn. So Brooklyn it went up two nothing. Milwaukee took game. I mean, Milwaukee took game three on a. And they're leading right now. Currently, cool. it's halftime now, so they're leading game uh, four right now. Which team is leading? Uh, Milwaukee fifty three forty eight. So they're Milwaukee leading right ties now. Ties it. They got a shot. Yeah, they got to tie it though. They got a shot. They got to tie it. They got a tie right now. They got a tie. You can't go down. They go down one is over. Yeah, it's if they over. they tie it, they got a shot. Mm-hmm. Like um, you can come back from being down two nothing. Yeah, right. Because it's like, like okay, especially three nothing, but you can come back from two nothing. Especially it's like okay because you were playing on your home floor. Now I gotta protect my home court. Now I gotta steal one of yours. Mm-hmm. I just gotta steal one of yours. Now as long as I protect my home, I just gotta steal one. Yeah, that's you. a game that's one. currently going on, so we don't know mm-hmm. right now. Like you'll know whether it's three one or it's two two. Like two, y'all, two. y'all will know by the time y'all. I want it to be a series. I want I want this to go seven. I do want it to go seven because then that would be like because I think that they're both evenly. I think that the Bucks and the Nets are 
and evenly matched, like, you know, that can be like a good, but those are the type of stuff that you want to see. Like, I mean, like really that kind of is like, it, 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 that could kind of be like the conference files kind of. Yeah, in a different world, that could have been the conference finals, but mm-hmm. I like when you see like the second round be like it should have been a conference finals because then it's like you know it's going to be intense. You know they're going to be scrapping, scraping. You ain't going to have no 160 point games. You're going to have like an 89, 84 game. You know what I mean? It's what got that. Crazy about this series, especially <laughs> with all this firepower that Brooklyn got, is like um they have hasn't been any big scoring games because they've been dogfighting. Right? They've been dogfighting. Mm-hmm. Right? Game. That defense, yeah. I think that, like the NBA from back in my day when we grew up, like when I when the NBA final score would be like 78, 75. Like that. <laughs> that was considered a good game. Well, like kids now would be like, that's like 70. That's halftime. Like, like, sure, yeah. we get that at halftime now. We, we do 2K now. That's halftime. Now the game is more offensive minded. It was more defense. Right. Like we grew up with the bad boys and all of that shit. It's like it was more a defensive minded game back then. And the Knicks. I hate mm-hmm. that team. It was I more defensive-minded, yeah. yeah, the NBA back then. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the scoring teams didn't win back then. Like, um, like the run TMC Warriors, they scored. Like, no, they didn't Scoring win. teams didn't win. No, they, they were did. exciting, but they didn't win no, back then. Mm-hmm. Like, the um, teams that won champions, that's why they said defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. Like, the teams that were at winning were, like, those ones that would um have, like, 80 points at the end of the end, win the game like that <laughs> back then. <laughs> right. And the teams that scored like 110 who like didn't typically didn't win championships back mm-hmm. in the 90s, like in the 80s and 90s. But nowadays it's kind of flipped. Then Golden State changed everything. <laughs> Golden State. Boy, yeah. Golden State changed everything. Steph Curry with the shot boy. Them, Sam, them damn Splash Brothers. <laughs> and then when they added Durant, <laughs> I put the offense from here to here. <laughs> then it was 2K for real. They added Kevin Durant. <laughs> And like scoring 150 was nothing at that point. It's like, you got Curry. Oh, it was just another Durant. day in the office. Huh. Like uh, Durant, Clay, and um, and Steph, they make up 100 of the uh, 150 Warriors points. They make up 100 points themselves. <laughs> like that. Maybe like Draymond and like Livingston. Right. JaVale McGee and cast like that that were on the team. Like, they're not even counting their points. <laughs> And Ig- Iguodala, not even counting those guys. Iggy, I just forgot about Iggy. Yeah, yeah he was part of those early Warriors teams. He, yeah, he was. was. I forgot about Iggy. He's a well, one of the finals. He's with the Heat now. Mm-hmm. I was hoping the Heat would have got one last year, but it didn't work out. For but me. it didn't work out. And I'm waiting to see what our Bulls do this coming off season. What's the name? Yeah. Uh, allegedly, Zach Levine already put out his want. He said he wants Lonzo. Which is what I want as well too. So we'll see what happens. Like Zach wants Alonzo with this team. I say sign and trade Alonzo for marketing. Like at least then um the uh, what's the name New Orleans get something back for him. But yeah, right. And, and marketing say he's not a bad player. Market is not bad. And they're not gonna bring him back. So um, yeah, he's not a bad player. So it doesn't fit. I don't think him and Vooch fit together. No, they don't fit. They um I don't think they're a good fit. And I you're think not, that and you're not gonna get rid of Vooch because you just got him. So marketing right. is the odd man out. I think that Wish McCall looks good together. I think that um Zach and Vooch, I think they look good together. I think they can actually they can be a one-two. They can be a one-two punch. They can look good together. But I saw I was reading something that says Zach wants long. Come on, make it happen. Um, Zach, you the man on you, you are Chicago. You this is your team. So mm-hmm. hey, make me happy. 
Make me happy. Make me happy. Okay. Are we going to do an edition of this? Did it suck this week, kid? Yes. Let's go. Um, what do we want to talk about? Did it suck? <laughs> Ladies' choice. I'll go along. Uh, did it suck? I want to go with like a movie. Okay. Let me see. What movie do I want to go for? Hmm. I'm trying to get something. Hopefully something I've seen. It. <laughs> okay. We can go uh, here. <laughs> Did it suck? Did Sprung suck? Oh, hell yeah. We just talked about that. <laughs> Let's do we it. Just brought up. Let's do it. <laughs> we ain't doing this. No, we know, one scene, we know one scene that definitely didn't suck was the army. Because we said that. Which Picard definitely didn't suck. Tells me the hood did not suck. Yeah. That's why we're not going to cover one, that book. One scene that didn't suck in Sprung was the interrogation scene. Yeah, with Joe. <laughs> Come on. So let's, break, Sprung, let's break down Sprung before we even get there. It starts. It was um, the movie is a flashback. Like, yeah, they start at the end and then flashback how they mm-hmm. got there. I think and it was directed by Rusty Cundy. He directed and starred in the movie. He did. Um, it also was kind of like in a booty call type boat, kind of, because it was about couples like two friends who are people like two friends get together and like one friend's day and another one's friend and they hook up the friend with their friend and it was that type of thing we've both been part of that situation sometimes it didn't work out and sometimes it's like well yeah yeah love jones date it's like <laughs> it's how yours ended up <laughs> I, 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 yeah. and me i got hooked up with a friend that i ended up smashing like less than five hours after we met so it, it could go either way like i said it's a crap shoot either way with that crap being the key word it's a crap shoot <laughs> ugly oh i'm sorry <laughs> it's a crap shoot either way yeah but um so it starts off at the end of the movie and they're flashing back so the movie stars rusty cundy and joe tory as the males yeah. and then um tisha campbell and um, Paula J. Parker are the are the girls. Yeah, they so it starts at a wedding scene at the be at the end at the beginning, and then they flash back. Okay, how do we end up here at this wedding? It's like mm-hmm. and they show like and it starts out at the club. Yeah, <laughs> right. So it starts out because it does have the little twist or whatever. Because like you don't know whose wedding it is. It's like, like a wedding. That's why a I said wedding. It. Yeah, so you don't know if so it's Russell Cunningham. Couple got married, but yeah, couples getting married. Mm-hmm. So on the box, you know who was a couple because on the box they had, and this is where we talk about the colorism. Colorism, thing. the two light skinned people with um hey angel halos. With the angel halos, and they're like this the in the dark picture. Skin ones with the devil horns, yeah. And they had the devil horns, and they're looking like With like evil. And um Tisha the and the light skinned angels um halos, and then um um Joe Tory and Paula J, the dark skinned ones with the devil horn. See my face. Colorism. And this is the 90s. This wasn't the 60s and shit. This was like 96. 96, 97. This is the mid 90s. <laughs> this is the 90s and shit. Yeah. The mid 90s. Mm-hmm. It's way after Lena Horne's heyday and shit. So we can't blame it right. on that. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so then um, they start up at the club. So um, Paula J. Parker and um, Tisha Campbell's character, um, they're at the club. You know, they're, they're trying to look for the guy. You know, like, okay. Paula and Paula J. Parker, gold digger, like checking her out. Her character there. is she's looking for Captain Sabre. That's what fake, she fake. Like she could tell, like which dude is on bullshit. She's which like, that was funny. That that was funny because like she could look and be like, okay, fake Rolex. 
Okay. Fake Gucci, fake, you know, because she couldn't see like who was fronting. Okay. You ain't got no money. He ain't got no money. He ain't got no money. He broke. He broke because she was looking for a guy with money. And so um, Joe Torrey and Rusty Cundy, for, before they even get to the club, they on the bullshit already. First of all, he borrows his homie's Porsche, Joe Torrey. Like, yeah, so Joe Torrey borrows his friend's he Porsche. He has the Porsche like, to like front. We're like, yeah, I pull up in the Porsche. Because <laughs> his friend, I think he was like, I think he was like car sitting for his friend who was out of town. I think it was something like that. He was car sitting for a friend, I think. Then even to, to add another layer of bullshit, they stop by the ATM and um he looks and um picks up a fake ATM receipt. He like, picks up an ATM receipt. He's like, okay, bet this will work. Yeah, yeah, this the one. Yeah, he, he checked the balance. And at the time, we didn't know what he was doing because it just seemed kind of odd that he would pick up an uh, ATM receipt that isn't his. So then when they get to the club, they run into the girls, yeah, Tisha and Paula. And then obviously... I don't remember like, none of these characters' names. I'm going to call them by the names and shit, yeah. So that's why it's, you always say... It's a sign if it sucked if you don't remember the characters' <laughs> names. So we kind, I'm kind of spoiling my opinion right now a little bit, but we're going to get to the end. No, I, I don't know. I remember so any... That's why, so like, that's why you always say the thing about um, when you are a person... Um, if you are out with your homie or whatever, and then you guys meet two girls, it's like you're always going to vibe with one, one more than the other. And like obviously it matched up because Joe Torrey and Paul J. Parker, they were vibing. Old scheming. Like, yeah. I think that maybe she, I think she had maybe just got out of a relationship. So that's why she was kind of cold. I think that she had maybe just gotten out of a relationship or something. So she was just kind of like, whatever, you know, the rest of the You know, he was looking at her like, hey, how you doing? She was just kind of like, Mm-hmm. like that to him or whatever toy flashes his porsche key is like want to go to ride in my porsche and she, yeah. Like, yeah the gold digger analyzes like oh that's a real porsche key like he ain't bullshit like she she knows it's real just looking at yeah, it she knows it's real looking at yeah and so now they start vibing they talking is like because she saw that porsche key so now they interested you before like she's like wasn't really interested there's like yeah, yeah she was kind of like uh porsche mm, key. Okay. Like, okay real porsche okay. key Okay, hmm. okay, this this could work. Yeah. And then he um accidentally drops. He the drops right his receipt. Yeah. <laughs> and she um glances down at it and reads um the balance, which is like she has radar vision yeah. apparently. Yeah, because she could read from staring right here at his receipt, and then she balance. Yeah, and it's like eighty seven thousand dollars in the bank or something. Okay, uh, so like eighty seven thousand dollars. Yeah, and then when he comes back, and then he like, says, right, where he where he waits for her to see it. And then he grabbed after he saw that she noticed, he's like, oh, my bad. Yeah, I dropped my bank slip. Yeah, like, I hope you he didn't said, read it because I'm embarrassed. The balance is a little bit the low. The balance right? is a little bit low. And obviously, when he says that, she's like, oh my God, I found mine. Well, I so, found so, mine. So she's so all. say, like, they leave immediately. The two of them abandon their friends. They leave the club immediately after that. Right. After they the leave dog, immediately. After the bank slip gag, it's like they they bounce. It's okay. We're about to dip. It's like, yo, y'all, too late. <laughs> hey, dipped on them and shit. They, they left their friends and shit. He takes I her, back. her name. Her name is Adina. Because I remember she was like, Adina, Adina. And she was like having sex with her. I don't call her Paula J. Parker. Adina was her name. I can't remember the rest of their names. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, so then they go back back to to Joe Torrey's crib and like she's shitting on it the whole time. It's like, yeah, like you got the six figures and a portion. This is your house. (laughs) She shits on his place immediately. That's the whole thing. Like, even if you do front with like nice, because he had on like the little flashy outfit. He had the Porsche keys, and then he had um, the bank slip. Even if you do have all this, you're gonna be found out. A lot like of y'all, a lot of, lot of y'all, Kevin Samuel's followers, y'all gonna be found out and shit. Y'all are not high you value. Go, and yeah, you go in someone's apartment. They got a 400 square foot apartment. 
With, like with, dingy, with, with roaches. With roaches. <laughs> dingy 400 square feet. It's like, yeah. Like, what He's is like this? shitting on his apartment. He says, oh, he thought this was my crib? Nah, this is my homeboy's crib that I use, like, basically, like, yeah, a jump off spot. It's like, he was like, he's kind of yeah, like. Yeah, he's like, oh, no. Nah. He said, because Miles is all the way up in the mountains. And, and but it also like, too long. Yeah, it's a quick it ride here from the club. I don't feel like driving an hour all the way up to my mansion in the hills. Like, more bullshit. <laughs> And, and he says, so like, they, we could go to the um, we could go to the fancy hotel, but we, it's nice and cold. We already here, so we, we already here though. It. It's like that, yeah. <laughs> so then they have sex. Of smashes, yeah, they have sex, yeah. And then um, when she's in the bathroom, yeah, cleaning up, I guess, yeah, she sees some uh, male or something. Like, oh, his name was Clyde, Clyde Henderson. Yeah, she was like Clyde Henderson, Clyde Henderson. Clyde Henderson, Joe Tory. Joe Tory. She sees all his mail and she's like all his name on it and shit. Yeah. And then she's mad that obviously because now it's like I gave like, you my money. being a loser and lying about he's like um if I'm the yeah like it's, it's, it was easy to get you so who's really the loser basically yeah he's like I got you I got the pussy so yeah it worked it's basically what he's saying like yeah, yeah it I was on bullshit but it worked I got, like, your <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got your ass I got your ass. And so then, to make like, a long know, story short, there, like, um, yeah, but getting back to the friends, they leave the club together. Like, Tisha Campbell has to drive dude home because he rode with Joe Tory, and so he doesn't have. Yeah. He's embarrassed because, like, he got to ask the her, a friend. He doesn't even friend. know this chick to get to give yeah. him a ride home and shit. Yeah, so like that's awkward. Like the ride home, she was like, yeah, and she's mad because like, but she, I guess she's what it felt like being nice because she could have just left him at the club, but right, she, she felt like should. being she. She probably was a nice person, not her character. I guess. Yeah, she was a nice person. Okay, yeah, I'll drive you. I'm not crazy about it, but I will drive you home like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like, um, that's what they're doing. So then, um, she saw uh, Apollo J. Parker's character steals the fucking car and shit, like the Porsche. Yeah. Thing, um, and, and then she like, drives. Of course, Joe Tory. Now he's like he's losing his mind. <laughs> right, like, like you took a Porsche. Now he's taking a Porsche. Not but it's not mine. even mine. It's like, yeah, he's still, not even mine. You took a Porsche. It's not even mine. And he jumps on the um car. He's riding like on the hood of the car yeah. or some shit like In that. In his draws, he has on like these draws, which was Leon called the movie. Leon Rogers like referred to Sprung Forever like us the movie that Joe Tory was in his draws. In. He has on like these turquoise draws. So he's riding in that, yeah. It was, it was Clarence Williams there when he in that scene, he stole his shirt. Yes, so, I'm gonna say, like, yes, it ties to the other. Yeah, yes, I just nice thought about yeah. that. He was the crazy he had guy. His shirt in his, he didn't have time to get his, his pants on. He just put his shirt on and shit. Yeah, he just put on his shirt because, like, he just obviously ran out the house to, to um, he just ran out the house basically to uh get to uh to just get him to get this car. And then he just has on a shirt and some drawers. So when, when, so she then when he has on the shirt and some draws, when he has on a shirt and draws, uh, you know, he shows up and then he's like cursing her out from the um from the uh from the thing like, like you know, you the worst punai I ever had. You know, he's like telling her right there, Clarence Williams the third, he comes out the house like, excuse me? And you know, he comes out the house with like a gun, I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a shotgun or something, or yeah, a some kind of long gun he had. Yeah. He points yeah. that's a nice shirt. Yeah. And he like he basically still what size is that shirt? I'm a 42 long or whatever he says that he takes his shirt so then Joe Torrey now he's driving home just in his draw by the cops yeah and it's like it looks crazy you have no idea like this chick accused you of rape is like he looks crazy as hell now yeah horse and draws and he's been accused of sexual assault so yeah right. so they bring him in into a lineup and there's the funniest scene in the movie and shit with John Witherspoon is like um he brings um each guy like yeah number one say the line like girl 
You know you, you know want you want these one, one line that all these guys have to read the line. They like, have to read the girl. You know you want these nuts. They have to read off the paper to read that one line. And like each guy is like it gets more and more ridiculous. One guy is not even doesn't even have on draws. They're supposed to like show up in draws like he just had his regular clothes. Yes, because number two, where the hell is your bathroom? <laughs> and we forget that uh, the person who was the investigator was John Witherspoon, John the late great John Witherspoon. So you know it was hilarious because John Witherspoon just makes every movie better. Number, number four was a gay dude. Is it was like, a gay guy. He had on like like lace underwear or something like that. Yeah. But then he had a big package of holiday parkers. He was like, wasting all that good equipment. Like she whispered there, like, oh, wasting all that good equipment. She had changed her attire by the time when she was. Yeah, like, she changed her attire. So she made herself look like she was like a school marm. That's how she was dressed. She was dressed like a school marm, basically, and try again. He said he was touching himself. Yeah. He's like, so in a circular motion, say the line. <laughs> yeah. He had to like rub himself. <laughs> Like he was touching himself as he said it, so make him say it again. But she was basically just trying to humiliate him. Just like, trying to humiliate Joe Tory, and Joe Tory <laughs> had to like grab himself in and do the line. And then she said, "Basically, no, that's not the guy." Yeah, like, so she yeah, did all that for he, nothing. Like, she did all that just basically just to fuck with him, basically, because she was mad he got her goodies. And he that he was got her. Yeah, he was broken. Like, she he gave, was broken. He got her like, goodies. Cried said, "Broke guys don't deserve no pussy." Like basically, I know that's bad. right. She gave the pussy <laughs> to the broke dude, and now she's like, she was, she was on now some she's mad. Shit, on some get back shit. But that's mm-hmm. fucked up to accuse somebody of rape. Paula J. Parker's character should have went to jail in that movie. But yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least like she um did say yeah, like it's not the guy, so they let him go. Yeah. yeah. So then um. So then after Tisha Campbell started talking to her about um, when they were on the ride home, I guess they start getting to know each other. They start to vibe a little bit. I love Sydney and Kid in a house party. Like, you know, yeah, once they like took like, yeah. like they the walk. Had kid instead of Rusty kind should have should have been kid. Yeah. I guess play in Shireen with the other two characters. Play in Shireen. <laughs> <laughs> this, so then house they would talk, this is house party all house over. party but as adults house party as adults party, basically. Yeah, basically that's what Frank was it was house party <laughs> but then when they were talking um, and then they got to know each other so then, so then actually, when they start dating and the closer they get and like uh, the friends start hating because now they you start hating time with, um, with them instead of your with homie him. Like both Paula and Joe are jealous it's like I want my friend and they were back. both mad about it because it's like back. they were like on that they kept on saying like well you know, like, well, his boy is whack, so he has to be whack. It's like, no, not necessarily. Like, just because Joe Torrey was whack, he's not whack, though. He's a good dude. Like, he's not, and he yeah, wasn't trying to trick me. And he's like, yeah, oh, she is, her, her girl's a gold digger. She's probably one, too. He's like, probably one, too. And it's like, no, she's actually a nice girl. She is. Mm-hmm. And so like, they hashed a plan together, like uh, Joe Torrey and Paula J. Parker. They hashed a plan break together. Them so, like, because, break like, them up because we want their friends back. They yes. want their friends so, back. We got to break them up because they're spending all their time together. They're ignoring us. Like, that's what it's. So let's, let's do something evil and break them up. They hired some stripper bitch or something like that. It wanna... was a girl, yeah, that, like, he liked back in the day or something. Okay. They, like, looked that's her up. Amazing. I think that she's a stripper now. A girl that he had a crush on back in the day was like a stripper or a street walker or something now, or I don't know, escort something. He walks in on the two of them together, like she's like right. in the house and shit with, and so she does break up with him and she with Rusty Cundy's character. Mm-hmm. And now the two of them are miserable without each other, so now their mm-hmm. friends feel bad. It's like okay, they're like, like that was fucked up what we did. Because now, like, yeah, sure, I wanted my friend, but now their friends still not fucks. Now they just moping around all day. They just day. like. Miss so and so, you're just always just mad. And so you still didn't get what you want, yeah. 
But while mm-hmm. this is going on, like as the two of them were plotting together, they got to know each other. Paula J. Parker and Joe mm-hmm. Torre, like they started finding out they had more in common than they thought. Because mm-hmm. she saw that um he wasn't Joe Torre wasn't just a bum. He had a plan. He had um, right. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he worked at like a uh, like a fast food restaurant. He, he was, was like, like, yeah, I'm just working here just to learn the business. Because like I'm and open he's like I want to be. Yeah. He said I plan to be like the youngest owner of um the franchise that you know that own like different franchises of this business. And I she was like, Oh, right, like when you own, you gotta know how to do every job. So right, you have to know everything. You're just like mm-hmm. I'm trying to want to learn the business. Yeah, that's why I'm here. I and when she plan. said that, she was looking like, Oh, okay. You're not just a hood dude. It's like you you have okay. a plan. Yeah. You have a business plan, okay. So they started getting to know each other. Like, well, so they're plotting actually like drew the two of them close. Drew them together. And then when they try to plot to put them back together, then it backfires because they're like, no, I don't want to be with him. And then that's when they had to finally reveal that, okay, yeah, it was we got, us. We actually broke you up. Yeah. We actually broke you guys up. So, of course, they was mad. They was like. They both kicked their friends to the curb pretty much. It's like, well, They said deuces. <laughs> and because they ran a room away, because they ran a big romantic room for them to, like, get back together and have a romantic evening. So then when that room was they there. Got they got this room like, still on, like, and the two of them had been getting to know each other. They said, they like, said well, hey. Yeah, and we already been together already. We already been together not like before. It's not like you added another body, like your body count, thing. right? Body count works. So it's like, so okay, we have, we fucked already. So we might as well and make even though they, and even though they tried, they couldn't stand each other. Like they enjoyed each the other. Vaccine, like you could tell they were both into each other. They yeah, just you could after, tell they went after, each other. after they after Paula J found out he was broke, like that's what changed it. But like before that, yeah, the the sex scene they showed, like they were into each other. So, yeah, yeah, they were all like. Mm, mm. Until another, yeah. So they fuck again at the end of the movie, right? Rusty and Tisha get back after they fall. Their friends were on bullshit. They they get and then back. they cut back to the wedding, and then and the they wed- show the guys running in because like a, the ring got forgot because they didn't have the ring. That's where it was. Like they didn't have mm-hmm. the ring, and they was like, "Oh shoot, I don't have the ring." And then they run into the um church or whatever. And then when they run into the church to get married, it's actually Paula J. Parker and Joe Torrey getting oh, yeah, married. A couple getting married, not because right. everybody would have thought would have been the other couple. That's getting what married. it was because they were the couple through the whole movie where Joe and the other shit they they weren't really a couple. They just exactly up and shit. Yeah. They hooked up, but then yeah. At the up. end, at the end, uh, when she throws the bouquet, then Tisha Campbell like she like jumps over and fights. You know, she does like that, ah! and then she grabs the bouquet because she really wants to get married, and then he looks like. You know, Rusty Cubs is kind of like, oh, then Joe Turner's like, yeah, you're next. Like, oh, yeah. You next. At some point in the movie, Miss Jerry was in the movie when they went dancing. Miss Jerry? Oh, yeah, she was. Because, like, when they were dancing. Old people, yeah. It's like, yeah, that's going to be us, basically. Like, yeah, that's because they went dancing at the park, yeah. When they were cutting a rug, yeah, at the park, yeah. And the old people were dancing. They were doing the jitterbug or something. And they were looking at it. Because at first it was like I think I think it was Rusty's idea. It's like you want to go dancing, but Tisha wasn't say I want to go to a club dancing. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. he, it really wasn't that. It was that, and then she liked it. it was like the old people. He's like okay, right. that's, yeah. So yeah, so she was into that. So that was, it was really nice. The park scene because it was like like the tent, like the out the the tents like the lights. Was, uh, from Martin was one of the ladies in the couple, <laughs> the old couples. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, also on that soundtrack came um, Tisha and Tashina Arnold. Neighbor, they, yeah, the, um, don't ask my neighbor. They remade the make it. of that. Yeah, yeah. Don't mm-hmm. ask my neighbor. And what else was from that Sprunk soundtrack? Jay Z's um, uh, uh, what's the name? But who you with came from there before he put yeah, it on. Paul. His, uh, yeah. 
who you with, yeah. Love bitches, thug bitches, shot bitches, love bitches, don't matter. That track was beating. Don't to get more souls to get. I'm just on roll with the click. Who you with? Clothes and clothes. My holes and all that shit. Which who you with? Who you with? Yeah. That track was beating. That track was beating. That was. track was better than the movie. Because let's get back to the question before we wrap this up. Did it suck? Yeah. Oh, I don't think it necessarily sucked. It wasn't a great movie. Like I didn't. I like I said I, I described the whole movie, so I didn't hate it. But it's not a movie I ever, I ever have to see. Here's where I say it was good and terrible. It was. I think it was good and terrible. Good was um, the interrogation <laughs> scene. The rest of it was kind of terrible. It was good and terrible. <laughs> it was interrogation. It was good and terrible. With, with Joe Torre and the other assholes. That was pretty good. Yeah. Circular motion. That was good. Yeah. It's a circular motion. And the fact that she could see everything, that's what made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, why could she see everything? But that's our review of Sprung and did it suck or not? Mm-hmm. Um, prognosis, kind of, but not really. That's what I was saying. Right. <laughs> kind of sucked, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> I say good and terrible. Well, let's wrap this shit up. Not another damn podcast. Right. Appreciate you supporting this thing. If you want to support us further, here's how. 211. Don't get us no 211. I ain't drinking that liquid. <laughs> no. We ain't drinking that shit. Let's give our Facebook fan page a like. Also, subscribe, share, rate, review on all your platforms. I'm talking about Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeart, TLC Talk Radio. What up, Tasha? Okay. Also, you want to check us out on YouTube? A little something like. <clears throat> Why did I just do a <laughs> Wakanda pose for nothing? <laughs> also, follow me at Ozman the Wizard on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Oz Radio on Snapchat and Facebook as well. You know how to get at me. Also, you can get us on your Amazon Alexa devices as well, too. My bad. Hey, you can check me out, MSIMA8626 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Also, S-E-R-A-G-U-L-L-E-Y-1 on Twitter, mm-hmm. S-E-R-A-G-U-L-L-E-Y-7 on Instagram. Also, please like the Straight Gully Facebook fan page. Check out straightgully.com for your blogs and your blogs. And for your video production needs, check out straightgullysproductions.com. I'm Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. We'll talk to you later. Bye. I'm gone.